Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, that's NFL on Twitter. And of course, follow the group at UK Packers and me old buddy, me old pal. It, you see, I'm just trying to get people used to the fact, Daryl, that we can have dead air. If you're if murder is your thing, air is the good thing to get dead, oh, is all I'm yeah. saying. Dead yeah. air, fine. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But Arrow, at Daryl J. O'Brien on Twitter. Um, how's the Russian bot uh, normal person oh, ratio uh, doing? Listen, I've got 110 followers now, so the Kardashians are quaking in their boots, but mm. I think a lot of them have um, surnames ending in Ova or Avic. Yeah. So I still have quite the proportion of Russian bots or um, FSB slash KGB operatives. We did talk about that last week. There apparently... FBI and federal agents from you know multi-faceted uh, disciplines countries are apparently on Twitter pretending to be women um, and so yeah we think that you seem to be for some reason a person of interest to Vladimir Putin yeah, yeah what was the key to distributing your Packer City Lightning to all your button men like all decade torpedo Laverne Delway I don't know what you're talking about. That's a good question. <laughs> what a club banger. I mean, if they have released that nowadays with like a house beast, you would be all about it. Quite a lot of news there. the dance floor in 1924. There is a lot of news. It goes from a couple of weeks of nothing but conjecture and vicious rumour and now we have some news uh, so who do you want to talk about first there's a lot of news and look there's a lot of cribbing going on Daryl um, online about who we've signed who we haven't signed and some people saying that we've done nothing in free agency to which I proffer oh, hang on we've done everything uh, Aaron Jones yep. look Aaron's yeah, that's the big one I think we should start yeah. with Aaron go on well what I was going to say is Again, if there was any backslapping, or I think we should probably give ourselves a tap on the back there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we, we thought we were going to retain Al Jonesy. Plus, okay, initially when the, when the deal first broke, the headline figure I think was the only thing people latched onto. But mm. since then, we've a bit more detail. So we talked about the agent doing, maybe the agent was trying to play hardball, being a new agent, things like that. And I think the deal, to be fair, is actually very team friendly. So Goody yeah. did a great job. I think what Jonesy got out of it was he got a very nice hefty signing bonus of 13 mil. But when you actually look at the breakdown, um, the salaries over the next, it's over four years, but the important thing here is you can break it after two, which is very, very Packers friendly. And if you look at the salaries, it's 1 mil, 1.1, 8.1, 1, 11.1 mil for four years. The roster bonuses, 3.75 in 2022, 7 million in 2023. Hmm. There's obviously a annual per games bonuses, which are, pretty good and then workout bonuses but the key point here is and I think this is something that we're going to talk about a lot over the course of today because of the cap but what the Packers have tended to do is restructure for this year obviously but we have kicked the can down the road quite a bit on yeah. some of the targets or some of the caps that we're going to hit in the next two years so but if you look at Jones he's going to be very expensive in two years time but for the next two years it's actually a great deal for us and we get to keep him yeah it's look it's putting the Packers in a really fascinating position so first off I think it was funny to me. It's the first time I've seen it in a good while, if ever, 
Um, not that I cast my memory back uh, too far on it, but that the agent had to come out and almost PR himself and say, yeah, he could have got money, but he really wanted to stay in Green Bay. So like even he was aware of the optics for him as a professional of how poorly because, you know, people are coming out then and saying like he needs to talk to his PR man and agent because they deserve to be spanked um, because of that deal he got, because it is very team friendly. Now, to all of the naysayers out there that say I just there's some stuff in football, Daryl, I just do not understand. Right now. In credit to us, we were the only people to say, why are people undervaluing Aaron Jones? Um, now, I know the, the expectation there was that he was going to get paid top money. There was rumours that he was holding out for that top money. Um, but I did not understand how people could say that Corey Lindsley was more important than Aaron Jones when, you know, because I think the thinking was, is Aaron Jones is definitely gone. We're going to keep Jamal Williams. AJ Dillon has to step up into that role. Um, yeah. We liked what we saw from AJ Dillon last year. Um, I am very yeah. excited about him because I think he's a massive upside. But we've got very excited about players before that never panned out and you always have to hold on to a sure thing. I will say this again, um, and not in a sort of a gloaty way, but you know, when LaFleur came to the team, I did a podcast breakdown of exactly what his offenses entail and what we should expect. The number one thing I said was, is it, it's based on the run game. And he even came out and said that himself. Now, they come out with an awful lot of coach waffle. Uh, but he did say that his whole offensive strategy is, is based off the run. Aaron Rodgers, uh, and not coincidentally, was the most successful quarterback uh, on the run option last year. So when you see exactly what you can do to defences when they have to trust the run. Now, we've arguably, and this is no disrespect to him, um, and we'll talk about him as well, but Jamal Williams has gone to the Lions of all people. Mm. Um, fantastic guy. I thought he was an incredible football player. Uh, but it's kind of seen that AJ Dillon is more of an every down back. Um, and you know because we didn't really see Jamal take off there did we when Aaron Jones went down on occasion yeah. so anybody saying that let Jones go get Jamal back cheap uh, have AJ Dillon there to me is a bit short sighted this team was the number one scoring offence for a reason did we have an abundance of wide receivers no but we arguably had the best one uh, did we have an unbelievable running back field a very decent one um, so what we've been able to maintain is, is all of our receivers um, now again people are scoffing at that but whatever you know it's boring now at this stage um, yes we can add to it and make it better of course we can and people can't forget and again they'll scoff at this too that Funches is coming back um, we can yeah. talk about drops we can talk about everything else but my general point is is that to retain Aaron Jones is nothing short of a stroke of genius and the only thing that those fans out there with the whole naysay I told you so attitude would be if he gets injured Daryl because then they'll key in on the guaranteed mm. oh, money yeah, yeah, and they'll key on about in hindsight what a bad decision it was for me this this is a fantastic decision for this football team. And here's a question for you. They've let Lindsley go, uh, but he's after being he's, he's after becoming the top paid center in the NFL based on his play because he was an unbelievable player. Um, and also, you know, that's the people are going to have money to pay. So we would have to pay him massive money or he likely would have went elsewhere, despite, uh, you know, what his wonderful wife was saying about Green Bay and that sort of long Twitter thread that I retweeted from the group account. Here's a question for you, right? Um, we have done the job with Preston Smith. We've got him back. Uh, we'll talk about that. Zadarius Smith, we've done work there. Um, David Bakhtiari, mm -hmm. we've locked him up for the long term. Aaron Jones, we've managed to maintain on a team-friendly deal. Um, people say we're not doing anything in free agency. I think we've done an unbelievable amount. And someone said that with the signing of Preston and Zadarius in the past, the Packers, that was effectively the Packers going all in. And that was evidenced by the fact that we got to the NFC Championship game, you know, 13-3 and three and everything yeah. else. 
have the Packers is is the indication of them bringing back Aaron Jones is this them saying Daryl that they're going all in yeah I think so I think it is well put it this way it does something that other teams can't afford to do and haven't been able to do so far is keep something that's working intact we yeah. basically managed to keep our entire offensive if you look at it was the best why, why change it as you say what you can do is you can add to it definitely add to it and I think we could still add to it but what we've managed to do it just doesn't make any sense you keep Lindsley you take on Williams you get rid of Jones it completely changes the entire shape of that yeah. team why would you break something that, that why would you break up something that's absolutely unbelievably effective so I think it was a, it actually I think Goody's done a great job and he gets an awful lot of flack but that was a masterstroke what he managed to do with Aaron Jones it is like moving chess pieces and anyone who does fantasy leagues will know how hard it is when you've got a budget and you've tried to squeeze the best team you possibly can into the budget that you have yeah. but I think it was a great result you can see it was a great result when the agent the new agent is obviously coming in and going no no it's still a great deal it's a great deal we took we took a hit because we wanted to keep him it's a great it's a pro team game again people say they don't want to spend a lot of money on a running back and we can't afford to Jones we can't give him all this money well we didn't mm. we gave him a great deal a deal as well that means that he only hits the salary cap next year for 4.4 million which is amazing the two year deal is only worth 20 million for a player of that quality it's ridiculous like, I mean but this is the thing as well people have to realise because what, what's popping off in the Facebook private group um, is people saying I don't understand why Boyle or Jamal Williams would be like why would you go to the Lions and like oh, because it's the biggest payday that, of course you go yeah. and that's the thing if you pay people yeah, Tim more Boyle, which... Tim Boyle got what 2.5 million for going I'm delighted to see Boyle go I mean he's, yeah. he's, he's fantastic we love him but uh, people are saying you know, he's a real he's, shot he's girl to become the starter too so that's I mean, how fascinating yeah, that isn't it I mean yeah. what a move that is for him I mean he's got a 1 million sign on bonus and 1.5 total in guarantees that's a great deal for him Jamal he went for a 2 year deal for 7.5 million that's still pretty good for him and we love Jamal Williams. Who doesn't? Mm. Yeah. I mean, it is a bit disappointing to see the two of them line up for the Lions because the only thing is, though, we still get to watch these players. We get to see them. We're going to play against them. The first thing I thought, though, and it always strikes me, and I would love to talk to a pro player because anytime you talk to anybody in the media or coaching or whatever, they never really give you a straight answer because they leave it kind of open. But, like, so LaFleur's offense is absolutely crippling the NFC North. And with the quarterbacks that have coming in, and we will get to the Bears very shortly because lol um so we will get to them but it strikes me that they've you know they've got the quarterback now and they could pick tim boyle's brain about what the play calls are uh what the structure setup is is you know and the real intricacies there because boyle and i'm gonna put this really loosely bet out uh jordan love for the backup role not really because they were now they, they would never have wanted jordan love to play in a pinch um but like it has to be said that they loved him in green bay um, and they, they took the risk of, you know, not trying to bring him back in some guys. And that's the thing is once you leave that open, then, of course, like, you know, people being surprised if he went to the NFC North, that's re- that's one of the most predictable things ever because, of course, they're going to get the quarterback who knows the playbook and then yeah. sit him down and say, yeah. here's a pen, here's a paper, what did he look like? Yeah. You know, and that's what it's going to be. Jamal yeah. Williams is something very similar. Now they're getting a good player, you know, a good locker room guy and everything else, and we're sad to see him go. But what strikes me about the Aaron Jones deal, Daryl, is, is the fact that he must have had a massive willingness to stay. Now, I don't know what that is. Mm. Oh, does yeah. he Does he think that he wouldn't be as effective at a team where he has to legitimately carry the team if you know what I mean I mean because look he's he wanted to get paid like a bell cow back so if that's the case he's gonna be expected to come in and perform straight away does he know that he's as successful as he is because you cannot stack the box because look if he goes to a trashy team 
and their quarterback isn't respected and they're expecting him to take the load off the quarterback. That's not the way his symbiotic relationship worked in Green Bay. No. He keyed off Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's an incredible football player. Um, don't get me wrong. Like he's, he's brilliant at picking up the blitz brilliant out of the backfield uh, he can catch the ball like some of the acrobatic stuff he's only got better over time and I am absolutely behind the deal but I wonder Daryl is there something in his mind that is saying I'm onto a good thing I could have earned more elsewhere but it also could have been the death of my career in a way so I think yeah. it's a smart move for him too I think it's a great move for him and I think you're right like put it this way he's one injury away from you know from trouble yeah. at all times but if you look mm. I think it's right to say he's not traditional he doesn't play the way you would expect a player in his position to play. And I have a feeling if he went somewhere else, people would be going, you see all that you did? Yeah, let's just get more traditional running routes. Just do this, just do this all the time. And that's not how he plays. And I have a feeling he's carved a niche for himself in that side where he's unpredictableness, his unpredictability is the thing that's such a key thing for us because he's got a low center of gravity. People don't expect him to do what he does and he gets away with it. Mm. I don't know if he went into another setup would he be told to play differently? And that might not suit yeah. him because he's, he, let's face it, he's a bit of a loose cannon. He's able to do whatever he wants and he's, he's allowed to do it. I don't know if that would be the case um, somewhere else. Plus, I bought the jersey. I bought the jersey. Yeah, so which was the real He's got reason. to take that in consideration as well. Yeah, I, I think you should probably go out and buy more jerseys of players that are on the bubble that we could potentially lose. <laughs> you know, had you bought a Lindsley jersey, you know, and that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, but yeah, look, be. we'll miss uh, Jamal, a reminder of what we got with Jamal. I love it. I love it all. The rain, because I think the rain slows everybody else down. So I feel like, uh, I got to say, I feel like a mermaid. <laughs> I feel like a mermaid and everybody else is like dogs. It's swimming. Merman. You know what I mean? So I'll be feeling Merman. like I'm just fooling out there. So I think it's the rain. I feel like SpongeBob. Incredible. And last one from Jamal, Jamal on the podcast. I feel great. I felt like I was in Frozen. Frozen 2. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Is it out yet? No, it's not. Oh, I can't. I think it had a premiere. Is it? Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> like, what a dude. Just, what a pee taker. I mean, always sort of in a good mood, always dancing and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah, it was, he's a bit of crack. Yeah. Um, the Lions have, the Lions have really, it's been a serious coup for them. And there's mm. not an awful lot of, people are going, oh my God, they went to the Lions, but no one's saying, well done, Lions. You know, yeah. as you say, they've got two people that can sit down and do up a few sets of diagrams and, you know, they, they could do very well out of this. Mm. Part of the coaching staff. But, um, yeah, we could get into other contracts, but I tell you what, so I, I listen to some podcasts. I, I usually don't listen to Green Bay podcasts, and that's because I don't want it to sort of cross-pollinate my opinion on this one. Um, but I caught one in the wild, Daryl. I caught what? one of the radio laughs in the no wild. Way. Now, look, before I play this, this is in no way a podcast beef. All right. This guy, I respect his opinion. We retweet his stuff a lot. I listen to his podcasts. If I have to go to a Packers podcast, I listen to this guy's podcast. But, you know, as all good professionals do, I just can't let this one get away. Um, let me let, critique this one, Daryl. This is the radio yeah. laugh. All right. Version one. Someone who is 100% as good for 100% of the price. <laughs> oh <laughs> they still have to pay the price. Let me isolate that oh for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, oh, it's great just podcast. The most pointless laugh. What, what are you yeah. laughing at? So let, let's just. What's he laughing at? What are you laughing at, Pete? Huh? Yeah, Pete. Is it That's us? Funny, huh? What are you laughing at? You're in there on your you're own. Do you see something? You're trying to. You're trying to fill the air. Are you afraid of dead air, Pete? Yeah. Hey, Steve. Do you want some dead air? Something funny. It's not. Hold on. Something funny, Dan. Huh? Pete. This said. Hold on. This say you do dead air, Pete. 
that, that's probably enough because then you see you know yeah. yeah um people just switch off but yeah pete again great content and all that but <laughs> you, no, no, Peter, stop! Now you can't stop be doing that. Stupid. You can't stop that. You can't. Stop you can't be doing that. But I do think, Daryl, we definitely have a drop now. That if we say, hold on, can I go back to that joke you told at the top? And <laughs> um, so let's get on to um, something nice. else here. Um, Preston Smith. Uh, we were told by all the uh, salary cap geniuses out there that he was a definite goner. Um, I expected it. It was seen by every single yeah. analyst, Daryl, that it was a foregone conclusion. I was like, meh. But again, hold on. Can you hear that? Oh, there it is. Yeah. Now, I, that? I, I did say... That backstab, right? Oh, I did say... This is this podcast is... Off-season podcasts are very different to season podcasts. Let's just say that oh, much. Oh, they really are. Yeah, definitely. So, when you look at Preston Smith's... Um, <laughs> uh, when you look at um, Preston Smith's... Um, contract the fact that they were able to make him take a pay cut and they effectively saved what they would have uh by bringing him back now yeah. I, again i'm not gonna like you know start a willy waving competition here and and say that i knew this was gonna happen i way didn't but i did ask the question a couple of podcasts back why are we saying that he's so poor based on last year whereas the prior year um he did so well so you know and i know it's like what have you done for me lately and it's a salary cap casualties but again an absolute stroke of genius by russ ball daryl yep. to be able to bring him back yep. now look who knows what type of snappage he's going to get uh with rashan gary there Snappage. but the thing is is that he played his best football under a new defensive coordinator um yep. albeit small sample size early in his career yada yada but again there is analysis out there that goes into he plays better on uneven years than even years so if that's the level oh, of analysis dear christ but the uh, uh, so and then of course we have zadarius as well he's been restructured Rodgers now is the number one highest in the NFL uh, to hit the cap at 37.2 mil. Yeah, 20% so, of the Packers cap goes to Rodgers alone. Isn't that, a, isn't that amazing? amazing? Well, that kind of makes sense. The The other thing to note, so what day is it? It's Tours Day. Tours and Day. We should, we should have heard how we got in under the hmm. the cap properly by, by yesterday. So I think what we're still waiting to see is, are we going to cut Dean Lowry? Will they restructure Aaron Rodgers' deal? <laughs> love, what do you think about that? I love the way you went straight in there. Like, we're just waiting to see and hoping. Yeah, yeah. Is, Dean at gone? is Dean gone? Is Dean gone like, could I come back yeah. in again? And actually, I'm actually, I'm actually petty because one of my mates who has a surname Lowry, uh, he keeps banging on about how he's got a guy in the team. So I really want Dean Lowry to go just to shut him up. Yeah, because like, when are we going to get an O'Brien in the team? Not very likely. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not unless your so chiselers are good at throwing the pigskin. Um, but yeah, look, it's I haven't seen nothing about it either, and this is why we kind of delayed nope. the podcast a day is to see right. Let's see how they did it. Here's a question for you. Um, Go on. They're talk- Andrew Brand came out and said that there's no way they're going to go near Aaron Rodgers' contract. They're going to go into the low-hanging fruit, which was Zaria Smith's, you know, paying him some of his salary and, you know, doing the whole yeah. signing bonus thing, which was a shock in itself, actually, because people thought they'd hmm. restructure and extend as opposed to just converting that to signing bonus. So that was yeah. kind of a shock. Um, they did, uh, you know, something similar magic with Adrian Amos. Uh, Preston yep. Smith, they got the pay cut from. Um you know, Aaron Jones are bringing them back. Lindsley, they let go. So if they don't go near Aaron Rodgers' contract, everyone is saying that that's an indication that Rodgers has a ticking time bomb on him now and they're going to move on from him. Like, 
his life that obvious? I mean, are they gonna really telecast it that that's what they you know yeah. by doing that? You know what I mean? I mean, where do you sit on it? I don't know. I think the way I'd sit on it is we all know what age Aaron Rodgers is. We all know he's coming to the he's got less in front of him than he did behind him. Mm. It's his career is coming to an end in the shorter to medium term. But let's face it, if we we can't restructure everything. Because all we're doing is we're not dealing with the cap problem now. If we do all of this this year, we're just kicking it all down the road in two years' time. And I think Rogers would be something similar. If we restructure and, and touch his, you know, and try and get him in under the pay cap now, when there's other ways of doing it, why not just do that? Otherwise, we're just prolonging the pain here. It's exactly what we are doing, though. I mean, it, it is kicking the can down the road, and there's only so much you can kick down the road. And yeah, and look, to be honest with you, here's how I see it, right? I don't think it's an obvious he's gone. But I do think is that it's keeping the leverage in the Packers' favour. That mm. if he falls off a cliff, which is not expected, or if he, you know, it's not going to happen either, but gets petulant or whatever, you know, and, and starts to get a bad attitude or something. Not And I'm not referencing what he did in the past, that he's somehow hard to work with. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if because things break down, I mean, look how quickly they can break down. We saw all of a sudden Matt Stafford's out for the Lions. Not that that broke down. They put this swoony twelve minute video up about him. Uh, but Deshaun Watson, you know, they were going to include him in decisions, and then they don't. I mean, they can pee off the athlete as well, and he's kind of gets fed up and says, "Right, I want out." Yeah. So this could be mutually beneficial to Aaron Rodgers too, in the sense that if he sort of says, "Look, I don't want to be under this program anymore because you're not respecting yeah, me the way you want," gone. or whatever, you know. So like, it kind yeah. of works in everybody's favor. But what I would say is, is that it keeps the leverage in the Packers wheelhouse they can flirt and hint at the idea that they could potentially move on and keep the ball in their court if you've got an athlete that's taking 20 percent of your salary cap and then you want to go and mortgage yourself you almost admit early that the love pick was kind of a mistake um and now it looks like the this this kind of gives the packers a way to save face in a way um see what mm. they have in jordan love and then get all of this stuff done. Now, that said, Daryl, I mean, by the time this podcast airs, they could have done the restructure with Aaron Rodgers, which basically yeah, looks yeah. like, you know, they have committed to him financially as well as in words. But I didn't look at Gutekunst's reassurance um, as reassuringly um, as everybody did at the time because he said that he's our quarterback for right now and we want him in the future. He was kind of just barely saying what he needed to say to get out of Dodge. Mm. Um, you know, it's like you know, how does this, how do I look in this, you know, and you're kind of like, uh, well, you know, so what do you, what do you say to a situation like that when someone asks you for an opinion on something, you're like, you can give an yeah, honest yeah. answer or you can give a, a sort of false answer and tell your mate he looks smashing, um, just to, just to get by on that occasion. But look, I don't think they're going to teleport it, telecast it, you know, telegram it or whatever it is, whatever telly word you want to use. Um, but I think, uh, <laughs> what that, uh, thanks for that. Thanks for that, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Um, so yeah, look, it's it just it keeps the the ball in their court, and I guess the excuse that they can have is that they can only kick so much money down the road because they're going to need to look yeah. at Zadarius Smith's contract. They're going to need to look at Devontae Adams, who's only got a year left. They have yeah. to extend yeah. him. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do, I just don't know. I, like, who knows what the intentions of everybody is? Aaron Rodgers uh, seems fairly zenned out lately as well. And look, he saw the writing on the wall, Daryl, didn't he, when they drafted Jordan Love? So he's kind yeah. of got the picture of what could potentially happen. But they're also after telling him because he was the one who was coming out saying we don't know where everyone's future is. They've come out and told him it's practically the same. If anything, yes, we don't have a center there, but obviously they have some succession planning and they could just say, what are we going to do? Pay him the top deal in the NFL? We're, we're strapped with the salary cap. What can we do? So they couldn't do that in that situation, but they got the Jones deal done against all odds. So they've kind of said to Aaron Rodgers, look, we've kept your team together that got to, you know, 
a whisper away from the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, you know, like we we've given that team back again. What are you going to do with it now? And it's kind of a it's a bit of a make or break deal. Because this is what I will say, and this is the last thing I say. I know I've been talking for ages. People that say we're not doing that in free agency, we obviously are. We've done great with the salary cap. We've kept the team largely intact. But all of these uh, teams that are that are signing players. Um, they're either really bad teams like the New England Patriots. They were very poor uh, going out and getting the top tight ends and everything else. But also people have to remember is that not only are they signing players, but they're also losing players at different positions. So they go on like everyone's kept the same team, which just upgraded their pieces. They haven't. Yeah, they've got gouged at other areas yeah. and they've just yeah. prioritized other areas in free agency. Yeah. And you know what they say? Free agency only covers up a bad draft. So that's what these players are doing. The Packers had it up to the Super Bowl last year and the year before that and now they're looking to make another run at it and hopefully upgrade on defense obviously you know like there is deficient areas we could benefit from a wide receiver on the defensive line definitely a cornerback we definitely need linebackers there's gaping holes in some areas but again it seemed to be enough albeit on a soft schedule last year um, so True, look, and I mean, our well. offense, as Doug has said, has so many holes with a bad defense. All we need to do mm. is just try and add to that defense. Now, there's nothing wrong with the offense. Don't touch it, leave it alone. Add to it if you can. And as for Rodgers getting his nose at a joint, the fact that there might be succession planning in Green Bay, well, tough. You can't be 106 and not expect someone to want to take someone else in yeah. to cover you when you're gone. That's just good business. Uh, before we move on, you mentioned the Sean Watson there a second ago, so we're going to go back to that in one second. But just one note to Traymon Williams, retired after 14 seasons, aged 38. Everyone loves a bit of Traymon. I mean, he made Pro Bowl, won the Super Bowl with us in 2010. And I can tell you one thing, he's going straight to the Hall of Fame. Canton is going to accept him with arms wide open. Canton! Uh, yeah, Tremont Williams, amazing. What a story. The fact Because they held him up as kind of the poster boy of what you can do when you're undrafted. He was the sole yeah. reason why yeah. um, they would always say like, oh, you come to Green Bay and you've always got a shot because Green Bay is famous for, you know, Ted Thompson. God damn it, the man is yeah. amazing. Good man, Ted. Uh, the way he would pull players in and, and make something of them. But, you know, anytime anyone says that, I kind of like that kind of takes the credit away from the player. But Tremont was unbelievable. Mm. Uh, the stamina yeah. he had, the individual moments that people can pick out about how pivotal he was, and you know, the obvious games. Um, but you know, just the fact that how consistent he was, um, how much knowledge he gave the younger players. Because I mean, Instagram and Twitter was a wash with people yeah. saying the impact that he had on their lives. Um, and yeah, he's just a class act. The fact that he was playing to such a high level. And the fact that he was so durable right up to the end um, is an absolute yeah. testament to him. So I think first off, Packers Hall of Fame. And then after that, you know, who knows? But um, yeah, just a really nice guy. What, he retired uh, dead on. the number 38 at 38 years 38, of age? Yeah. At um, 38, it's unbelievable, yeah. yeah. So I suppose, and, and just to the other point you just mentioned there about how Packers are very good at that, basically give a player a shot. I actually think we're doing that again with AJ Dillon. And I think it's important that we maybe recognize that, that not alone we're losing poor Jamal, we know that, but what Dillon's going to get out of this is a massive boost of confidence, I hope, because they've basically said, you're the future, AJ. So if you need any motivation out there as a player to go and show what you can do, and we know he can, well, there you go, AJ, take the mantle. But I think we should move on, talk about the Bears. Did we give him a slow clap? That's a slow, well done. Well done. Well yeah. done. This is especially for the Bears marketing department yeah. who have made an absolute hames of something. I mean, let's face it. I'm not I'm not going to come down heavily on Andy Dalton, okay? Mm. He's arguably a better quarterback than me. Arguably. Mm. You know, my playing career being so amazing. But if you look at it, <laughs> firstly, if you're going to take on Andy Dalton, all right, just say it. Just say that. Don't get people's hopes up. Don't go saying, 
um, what what's what the graphics they put out about this and they're on about Sean Watson and Russell Russell Wilson and then mm. who do you get? Oh come on, fuck be shooting yourself in the face. Yeah, like I mean the jokes just write themselves at some stage. The only thing is, is like, and it was brilliant as well because I couldn't. It was again low hanging fruit, but they they put out a thing to say that the Bears threw the kitchen sink to try get Wilson, and I said, well, that was intercepted and returned for a touchdown. Because like when you you know when you come <laughs> in with Andy Dalton uh, when you wanted to get Wilson, look credit to the Bears initially for trying, uh, but then after yeah. that it's just a dumpster fire. But like you said, it's the social media team for me putting out some grand oh, announcement gosh. about like. Oh, Andy Dalton's here, you know, and, and releasing it. Like, maybe sneak him in the back door and don't tell anyone. You know, like, we all know yeah. what's happened. Just get him in. And I know that's flippant and it's, you know, it's it's a bit of a gag. <laughs> but the thing is, is that, like, when you look Cheers, at it... Pete. Thanks. Uh, when you look at it, um, you know, of course, they have to mention it and have to make him excited. But, like, do you have to tag him in the tweet? I mean, talk about, like, just... Yeah decimating someone's self-esteem the minute yeah. they come I to I mean, the I team. feel really sorry for Dalton yeah. though. He's going, yeah. Like, if you look at Williams, if you look at, like, Williams is going there and mm. he's going to go, yeah, with the Lions and the fans are going, yeah. And you've got Dalton's, like, tagged in a tweet where the fans are, like, vomiting on him basically oh. going, oh, not this guy. Murder. Like, what? What have I done? But that's why I put out, like, read your own fans, Bears, because, like, the stuff they were yeah. saying about him, like, really vitriolic stuff. And I said this about Jordan Love on draft day. When everyone was like trashing him, and I've got receipts, by the way, um, mm-hmm. and you know they were coming out saying some really nasty stuff, and I was like, you know, just don't tag the guy. Like he's still a human being with feelings, you animals. So it's just it's so annoying the way people are coming. Oh, yeah, well, you know, you're like, on well, and the fact that the Bears tagged Andy Dalton and then just the the trash. Now it's again, look. When Andy Dalton went to the Cowboys, I was thinking he might not be that bad. I was surprised about just how how poor that was, right? Um, <laughs> with the quarterback whisper, uh, and then you know he, and then I'm looking at him, and I still have that in my head though, because I've seen them do some stuff with the Bengals. Now I have to look yeah. at the wide receiver core that they have with the Bengals. But anyway, um, but I just, what's going through your head that, you know, you have Trubisky and you overvalue him, and then you get in Nick Foles when you could have had Andy Dalton all along, and then you bring him in anyway. And then you call him the starter. You're like, on it, it like it's just the bears. You wind it all up and you, you distill it all down. The bears suck. They do. They really do. Does it's, Pete have Does Pete have anything to say about any of this? No, he doesn't. It's not a laughing matter. I no. don't think. Um, oh, that's a good point. I'm just he's, kidding. He's discerning. <laughs> ah, there, there it is. is. Uh, he loves it. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah look Peter we must get Peter on actually I wonder could we get Peter yeah. on and then play that stuff back to him and just take the piss out of him oh that would be amazing yeah yeah. it's one of those ones isn't it you don't know if it'll go well until you said it because I had Matt Schneidman on Matt Schneidman and I used I said that I you know said that he was a lead singer of Rammstein and stuff and I was taking the pee at him because I'm the most we are I guess now the most Irish people ever be the hokey, be Jesus. And I said he was the most German guy ever. And I said that to him. Um, but I didn't give any pre-warning that I was gonna say it to him. And like he could have easily have said, Oh, that's just great, and you know, and the, you know, and then left. But uh he took it in good stead. Oh, good. Good. So, Stoic. Yeah, let's test it with Pete. Peter Pete! And uh, not the other one. So there it is. Anyway, all of actual or other Peter, uh Peter Jones articles are up on the website now, sort of going back through the 2020 season. Um, and going through those and you can read all of those also Patreon is doing well and the draw coming up and I'm going to do a Mario promo but the next number one prize Daryl is just an absolute doozy um, for the Patreon draw uh, we're only sort of halfway through the month if you will month uh, you know 33 days through the month at the moment uh, so I'm not going to release 
what you mean but it is you know but um, you do go ah. to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers and there will be a plethora of um, prizes which I like to use at any given moment anyway from me at Steedy the NFL <laughs> from Daryl at Daryl J. O'Brien and from Pete it is a very <laughs> good episode and uh, goodbye for us for this week see you